Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, let's switch gears. Brad Edwards on the Out of Bounds show. I want to talk, you just big picture, big picture Jimbo Fisher. Uh, that, that is a devastating loss, Brad. They, they recruit yeah. way too well to lose that game to Appalachian State. And I know Appalachian State is a hell of a G5 program going back to Jerry Moore, but it doesn't matter. Um, you know, we're five years in. Um, they don't have an answer at QB. Not sure why he didn't go to Max Johnson, but it's easy for me to say from my couch drinking a beer. Um, it, it, you know, we all talk about his 25 pages playbook on the sideline. And no one around him is going to challenge him to change, right? Like Saban did it on his own. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not like Mal Moore or Greg Byrne. Uh, Greg wasn't there then. Uh, it, it's not like Mal Moore in his late years walked into Saban's office. And, and told Nick Saban, you have to go get Lane Kiffin and modernize your offense. Saban did that because he's brilliant. We don't believe Jimbo's going to do that. What is your takeaway from where they are now five years in? Right, and that, that to me is the key, that this is year five. This isn't, you know, year two or three where he's still got some of the previous coaches, players. He's been able to form his roster through recruiting. And, and he came in, and you, you could say maybe it was unfortunate for him that he inherited a quarterback who had just started the second half of the season as a freshman, Kellen Mond, and he was kind of forced to go with him for a while. But, but you know, he recruited – he continued to recruit quarterbacks, and it wasn't like anyone ever beat out Kellen Mond. But Mond was a guy for all of his talent coming out of high school, you know, his, all, all of the, the high rankings and everything as a recruit – never really improved at three years under Jimbo, you know, and then you had last year where Haynes King is injured very early in the season. Calzada plays out of his mind against Alabama, but the rest of the season was pretty much garbage. Um, Haynes King looks terrible through two games this year. And uh, you and I have talked about this so many times, you know how I feel about Jimbo. It's just that he's, he's a good coach, but he's not a great coach. He's not close to that upper tier that everyone wants to put him in because he's won a national championship. 
But but when A and M hired him, they felt like they were getting one of the best offensive minds in college football. Right. I've said it many many times. No one has ever feared the so-called Jimbo Fisher offense. Okay, <laughs> they, they they feared the Chip Kelly offense at Oregon. They feared the Art Riles offense at Baylor. Nobody has feared the Jimbo Fisher offense, except for maybe that one time. And it wasn't because of the offense. It was because of the talent at Florida State in 2013. But, but, but you know, Jimbo's he, – he's, it starts with a quarterback, and that's what you expected. You know, he had three quarterbacks at FSU who were drafted in the first round. Two of them probably shouldn't have been, but they were. And, and so that was his reputation. He's going to – he's going to groom a quarterback. He's going to develop these guys. And he's had three different quarterbacks now at A&M and nothing. And, you know, you, you mentioned how devastating the, the App State loss is. I mean, that's because you're coming off of this number one recruiting class. And you know this as well as anybody. You are not going to reach the level of Georgia and Alabama talent-wise with one recruiting class. You're going to have to do that three times in a row to get to their level. And you're not going to be able to repeat that if, if, if recruits aren't seeing results on the field. And, you know, they lost four conference games last year. They went two and four against the West. A lot of people don't realize that because you remember them beating Alabama. They beat Alabama and Auburn. They lost to everybody else in the West last year. So they were two and four against their division a year ago. Now they lo- lose to App State. They're probably going to lose to Miami. This is a huge game coming up on Saturday because for A&M, if they can beat Miami, it doesn't completely offset the loss to App State, but it certainly changes the mindset and it allows them to kind of go into conference play in a more you know, positive mindset. You know, and and, and it, it fixes some of that. But if they lose to Miami – you know, no one was imagining that they that they could possibly lose two non-conference games, already have two losses, and basically be out of the playoff picture before conference play even began, mm. which is what they're staring at if this happens. And, and, and if they don't get any better than what we've seen through two weeks, their best case is probably four and four in conference play again. So, I mean, you're talking about six and six. Good hell. All right, Brad, I got to jump in. Tell our, I've got about 50 seconds. Tell our listeners about your podcast. Yeah, so I've got a, a new podcast. We're covering the SEC, just getting cranked up. I'm, I'm doing it uh, on Saturday nights uh, with Tyler Bray, former Tennessee quarterback. We're going through all the games, and those get posted on Sunday. I'm also doing it on Tuesday and Thursday. So the podcast is called Fourth and Manageable. If people want to check it out, wherever you get your podcast, you should be able to find it there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Fourth and Manageable. Brad Edwards on the Yingling Lager guest line. Thank you, Brad Edwards. Uh, Bama with the win, A&M with the loss. Now A&M will host Miami, and they lost game day. Game day is going to Appalachian State. We'll have the Bank Plus Player of the Week at 915, and Olin Buchanan, Texas A&M Insider at 930.